Top, top, top of the morning, afternoon, and the evening. It's the Wayne World Podcast. You know what it is. We're going to get that raw. We're going to get that real, that uncut. Pizzo, pizzo, pizzo. Close your boy, Ambo. Pizzo, pizzo, pizzo. Close your boy, Ambo. What do I act like you don't know we love God? Pizzo, pizzo, pizzo. Jip, jip. Pizzo, pizzo, pizzo. Let's get into it. You know what I'm talking about? Top, top, top of the morning, the afternoon, and the evening to you, whomever you may be, wherever you may be watching, looking, or listening. It's your boy Ant Mo, trapping out of Bando. Whoa, let me with your big baby. Welcome to Wayne, where's my middle name on Timbat? Man, welcome back to another week of the Wayne's World Podcast. All the first time and casual listeners here. Come on back round now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Show them boys how you do it up in Harlem, there, boy. If all the Wayneyacs, you know what I'm saying? I usually do y'all first, but I'm saving the best for the last. You know what I'm talking about? Because if it was no you, there would be no me. I love you from the bottom of my corazón. And y'all know what it is around here, you know what I'm talking about? Welcome back, man, for another week of the Wayne's World Podcast. This is episode 41, 42, 47, 48. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Shout out to that dude, whatever his name is. But this is episode number 48. And what is the name of this podcast today? Don't Massage My Misogyny. And so we're going to get into some deep, thought-provoking things, as always. But we're going to give you that garbage as well. You know what I'm talking about? But y'all stick along for the whole ride. Now, for the first time a casual listener, you may be wondering, what is the Wayne's World Podcast about? I'm glad you asked. It is a variety podcast for the classic man with an edge. That is the man who loves God, puts his family first, and aspires to be great. Essentially, I desire for this podcast, and my ultimate goal is to be a safe haven for the believer. And so, if you are a part of that number, or you know somebody who is a part of that number, or if you are a woman who wants to be a part of that number, then come on through and y'all listen up. You know what I'm talking about? Subscribe, like, and all those dope things. But with that being said, let's get into some randomness. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, you random, random, huh? Random. Yes, Sersky. You know what I'm talking about? And so. As you may have heard or not heard, for the last four weeks, my boy Randan has been holding it down, my, my co-host. He has some prior engagements, and so he will be back next week. Now, you will be getting two podcasts from little old me. You know what I'm talking about? I'm just a little boy before we text with a whole bunch of perspective. You will be getting two podcasts from me, and then hopefully next week we will be right back on schedule if time permits. Um, and real quick, I hurt my back. My neck and my back Like I hurt my back uh, Last Monday At work I wasn't doing anything wrong uh, It's my first day back After being out six weeks With the baby And It Something happened I don't I can't explain it But it hurts And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be out For a little bit uh, This is not the circumstances Under which I would uh, <laughs> Would like to be uh, Out from work but it is what it is And that is exactly what happened By the time Tuesday came I was a fresh off the fresh off being hurt I did not have it in me to sit in front of this microphone And sit up like the way that I am And this hurts But it was on 12 last week And so, you know what I'm saying Prayers up for you, boy You know what I'm saying Hurt that old back And, uh, you know, 
Shout out to that boy Doc Godwin Because uh, he is a, a supporter of the podcast And uh, I want to do some work with him too as well But anyway Yeah so your boy hurt his back man So y'all y'all be looking out for the kid But let's get into this randomness man COVID-19 vaccine Now The first question is Are you going to get the COVID-19 shot They say that they want to have uh, 200 million people vaccinated That was supposed to be the goal By the end of last year but by the summer, they're definitely trying to have that and more. I don't know if that's going to happen. It's a lot of people that are still very wary about the shot itself. It is not like it has not come with its own set of issues. The only problem that I have, not the only because I'm not a vaccine guy, but one of the problems that I have had with, you know, them being so quick to have the, the vaccinations ready is people take years to get to do case studies to see if any old shot or vaccination or medicine is able to be distributed to people in this country this great nation that some people think is great and some think is not great at all but there's there's usually a process by which we are able to 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 vet these things they're just telling us that now they have two going on three four and five different types of vaccinations that don't vary by much but that will that are available now and will be distributed in doses i don't know how i feel about that just just personally i don't i just would like to see the research done i would like to have people do their due diligence before i sign up to get shot with anything so some of the fallout has been one lady i saw on social media and you know it could be overhyped or not i don't know but one lady said that she felt normal and then the next day or two she ended up having bell's palsy and if for those of you who may not know that is where your one side of your face it's almost like having the effects of a stroke pretty much and it, it it you know it pretty much goes limp and your speech is slurred and your eye can drag and it's it's really bad i know i got a couple of friends that have dealt with it and to to think that that could be a and don't get me wrong any medicine has a side effect any vaccination is going to come with its own set of problems but just to think that rushing to find a cure not even a cure per se but just something to kind of hold it back being something like that is kind of scary and not to mention one of the ladies who was in the in the office the cabinet or whatever you call it had the shot a month prior and still end up getting COVID-19 so just some things to think about you know what I'm saying like these like Side effects ain't nothing to joke, uh, you know what I'm saying? And and so for you to don't don't rush and put us in a bad way. For example, uh, another one, and I and boy how I wish that Randy was here for this one. But <laughs> one guy say he got the shot, right? And I'm just reporting the facts here. Got the shot, went to sleep at some point, woke up, checked his DMs. Apparently he liked women when he went to sleep When he woke up the shot made him homosexual He liked men's He don't like women no more Famoski if it's on you It's in you You know what I'm talking about If it's in you it's on you You can't You, 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 you fool me once shame on me You know you say fool me once shame on you. you You fool me once You fool me twice You fool me you can't fool me again Okay, shout out to George W. You ain't kidding nobody with this, my guy. You inbox fifteen dudes 
And we are to suspect or or believe that a shot, no matter what type of side effects you could experience or whatever, made you a homosexual. Come on, my guy. You got to come better than that. Moving on. Speaking of homosexuals. <laughs> Power book. Power book two. You know what I'm talking about? Ah, the season ended with a bang. Now, some of you are dramatized and y'all do y'all go to the max and that's why i'm here to say hey calm down just breathe great episode great episode not the best we've ever seen on power to be honest the whole series of lining up to 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 ghosts getting killed was probably some of the best that we've seen and even going back to the first episodes it was all new Power didn't start taking a downhill turn until everything just started becoming so unrealistic. So, with that being said, it was a great ending. I hate that I didn't win the barbershop wager because the professor got killed. And he was goofy. And he ended up not being able to act out dying very well at all. And, uh, the what's the one guy? The uh, What's the one, uh, the basketball player, Zeke? His acting is terrible. He, he turned into an Atlanta guy with a Southern drawl all of a sudden. It was, I'm, I don't know. There's plenty of things to take away from it, but it was a it was a very fire episode. I almost was right. Dre got shot. Now, I thought Dre was going to get killed. I thought his homosexual ways was going to catch up to him on the show because he was too busy chasing out that chicken wing. But it didn't happen. That's fine. I should still win some for that, New York. I should still win like five bucks for that. That's all I'm saying. You should you should cut five off the cut. Some I'm coming to see you soon. But very fire show. Um, what can I say, man? I'm I'm locked in. It's a lot of people who you know can't get by into Tariq growing into a man. But I'm sorry, we've seen this kid start from being this idiot underling that got his that's gotten everybody killed. To being really this kind of young boss That really is a younger version of his his dad We know he's intelligent We know he know how to move some drugs We know he's a, a killer At the end of the day Like you you gotta We gotta see this through I mean for there's some people who say They don't want to see the story of Cain growing up But that's a lie I definitely want to see that I definitely want to see that So I think Courtney Kemp does some great writing, but she does also throw some goofy lines in there every now and then. And so I think you got to be careful when you start throwing in, oh, man, he he, oh, he out of there. He beat it like Michael Jack or some lame she'll throw in there. I'm like, come on, fam. That that's that's not that's not cutting it. So much love to, to the to the Courtney Kemp and 50 Cent. Can, can we just do a couple few less gay scenes? I would I, I, I love you a long time. You know what I'm saying? But it, it also brings me to rap music. Um, as we were talking about misogyny, uh, if you look at you know if you look at Power Book, if you look at Power, there's always a woman trying to get ahead using what she got to get what she want. Shout out the diamond, or a man doing the same to them. You know, essentially, uh, James was not above sleeping with a woman to get ahead. Because most of them wanted to sleep with him anyway Even if it didn't yield him the result that he thought it would yield him And so You know I just think it plays out to a theme of We're all using and being used to a certain degree 
until we come to an understanding of who we are and what we want out of life. That was free. But yeah, it just made me think about rap music and how music itself is a theme to how we move in life, right? So when we talk about rap music and the effects of it, some people may not think that it's an effect of it. But when we talk about the effects of it, what mindset that it can put you in, how it can help, how it can help or hurt you when it comes to how you view women, you know, because there's conscious rappers and then there's, you know, trap rappers and then there's whatever you want to call them. But it does it play. Uh, I guess my question is, does it have an effect on how we view and treat our women? Now, growing up, I was never a big rap fan. You know, I got into a little Mace, I got into a little DMX, I got into some Jay-Z, but I was always an R&B guy. So, if if that does play a factor on how we live and how we treat people, then obviously the way that I approached women or my view of women was quite different than the guy who's listening to someone talk about how you take 304s and you use them for this, so you take their money and you pimp them out. So... That's just a question that I want you to kind of let spin in your head as we get into the meat later on. But just think about it. Like how we treat women is a direct is it a direct result of what we are fed in our ears every day or what we see on videos? Because a lot of people have done things in their life that they wouldn't dare do if they weren't even listening to a certain type of song. That's something that's hard for me to deny. I think you can't give you can't give it all the power but you can't just make it seem like it's nothing either because a lot of us have worked out at the gym for years with headphones in because we wanted to have a certain playlist that was going to get us through our workout that was going to amp us up uh if you had females coming over you was trying to play certain stuff to get set the mood so when we talk about rap music when we talk about misogyny when we talk about men does it play an effect on how our young guys who don't have uh, uh, that don't that don't have fathers or have big brothers that may be bad examples to them is that shaping the way that they view the opposite sex? And this also brings me to another thing, New York. I was wrong about Kevin Samuels. I was wrong about Kevin Samuels. For those of you who may not know, go back and look at. I, I can't remember the episode, but it was like two episodes ago. I had some very strong thoughts about Kevin Samuels and the way that he talked to people and all this and that. I ended up talking to New York about it, and he gave me his interpretation and rundown of the high-value man, what they look for, how they approach to life is, and what that means for a woman. What is expected of that woman? What, what's, what should be realistic expectations? And it's led me to look at some other videos and I, I, they're signing up for it, number one. They're calling in or they're emailing or they're paying their time. They're paying their money to get this time with this man for him to read them the riot act, essentially. Uh, but on top of that, he's also putting things in a proper perspective. Because women are so used to using what they have to get what they want. That pretty privilege and all those certain things. That still can only get you so far That'll get you along for the ride For a little good time But I heard him break down to one young lady Just last night About what what a full time job Actually still is Marrying a high value man 
when it's keeping your body right, keeping the kids together, because I'm not doing as much because I'm out making the money, uh, you know, st- then you still got to service me after you get all of those things done around the house. And most women aren't really trying to sign up for that. And it takes him to put the mirror in front of them and say, this is who I am. This is what I expect. This is what a man is going to expect of you. Are you up to the task? Because the last woman that he talked to, she was she was a pretty one. But she was young. She still didn't know what she wanted out of life. She did, she was just wanting a high value man because she her appeared that her father was one. But on top of that, you know, when you're young, you just dumb. You don't know. You just out here looking for stuff instead of focusing on what you need to be focusing on. So I won't hold you too long. I have been known to ramble on in my segments, but it's cool. And and I, I you know, I, I I I appreciate Kevin Samuels' perspective and New York's for br- being able to break it down to me because I am a person who can receive what you have to say to me. So, with that being said, let's move on and we'll go one more thing before we move on to you going to get these sports. My black people, some of us are just way too gullible to believe. And I don't understand why in 2021 we're still falling for the banana in the tailpipe. Listen, a lot of you guys set your 2021 goals or not goals, you set your 2021 resolutions and they are by far smashed already. Did y'all get superpowers on December 21st? Because some of y'all was really banking on it was going to be an equalizer for you on December 21st when the stars were aligning and it was going to be something that was input from the solar system that was going to give people with melanated skin something great. And y'all believed it. Why are we so gullible as black people? Somebody really give me an answer Because you can't tell me that we're not By and large We are very gullible We're we're, As a whole We are forgiving We are loving We are gullible We believe a lot of different things That we shouldn't believe And I'm just trying to get understanding Amongst my folks on why We are so in fact gullible They told us in the very beginning That we were impervious to that covine they said black people don't get it And I seen people going on social media Bragging Wait so black people don't get it What the white people do Oh it's karma blah, blah, blah. And then Florida, Texas and Louisiana Had to go build funeral homes to, to, to handle all of the deaths That were happening Stop being so gullible Can we just let some stuff play out for once Even with the whole Biden thing It's like what he really going to do for us, folk. So I just want us to do better. Because some of y'all baby daddies still coming over at night when the kids go to sleep. Some of y'all grown men still write your name on the orange juice and you're 35, 36, 37 years old. Like, we got to start. Come on now. Come on, guys. That's all I'm saying. Let's do better. And when you do better, we'll know. But we'll do better when we know better. So we are trying to work together on this. So, with that being said, we didn't believe your resolutions that you were going to do them anyway. 
but let's make some actionable steps to actually do better and, and make some progress and then we'll all be fine. Now let's get on to you gonna get these sports, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, who? And we back and we back in here. Yeah. This ain't no intro. This that entree. Did that intro with Kanye and sound like Andre. Trying to turn my baby mama to my fiance. Hey. Nice as you guys. <laughs> nice as Lucas in this piece. You know what I'm So There's a lot that has happened And there's a lot that's going on We essentially have Three new podcasts coming Within a two Week span So with that being said We have to touch on the things that have happened Since I last talked to you Let me get this letter out y'all Notre Dame Fighting Irish I'm sick of you Signed a disgruntled fan End of letter Listen I've been a Notre Dame fan since I was 7-8 years old I've seen them experience the glory And I've seen them experience the, the, the valley low uh, Okay I'm just sick of us getting on the best The biggest stages in college football And wetting the bed every single time Let me go back to Manti Teo he was catfished by a man somewhere in a faraway land. It's the first time we ever heard about catfishing, essentially, as a country. And apparently this relationship that he had been in for a year or two or something like that ended up not being real. The person didn't exist, and the person wasn't who they said they were. That season, which I thought would catapult him to give his best fight, and we were going to go on to destroy Alabama because we had the best front seven in football that year. Got destroyed by 20 plus points. Was that pluckers amongst friends? It was embarrassing. Thanks a lot. We just find a way to, 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 to be the Cowboys of college football, essentially. We're the Cowboys of college football. They're never not They're, they're going to give us a shot Every single time That we step on that stage Every single time if, if, if we go undefeated Or we only lose one game We are going to the college football playoff You can stamp it If the Cowboys start off 6-0, 7-0, 8-0 0 getting in the playoffs We're going to get the number one, number two seed They're going to pick us to win It's, it's sure as I'm black It sure as the, the sky is up and the ground is down As sure as the sun rising the east sets in the west They're going to put them in a college football playoff And then as sure as my name is Aunt Mo, We're going to lose I, I'm, I just don't want to experience this any longer Like put me out of my misery Either put some people in there That can coach these guys up to wins Or stop being private Or something like that Because they're a private school so Which means that their selections are very specific or just, just I don't know, I don't know. I'm just tired of losing. Which brings me to my other loser team, the actual Cowboys of football, the Dallas Cowboys. What can I say? The Cowboys gonna cowboy, can folk. The Cowboys gonna cowboy. 
You go back to the last game of the season. We're playing the Giants. We're not having a good game. Andy Dalton has been concussed. He has had COVID-19. He comes back and he goes on a nice run. We're winning games. He's executing. But when it matters the most, what does he do? The boy is playing football like he's playing skip rock. I, I, I just, you, you have one of the worst games and you have no reason to play terribly. Then at the end of the game, you get hurt, you know, and then they're going to use that as an excuse. When I told you guys, Andy Dodd was never going to be the one to be close to take us to a mountaintop. It is what it is. We don't go for it on, we didn't go for two when we were supposed to. We, we didn't challenge the one play where the guy clearly dropped the ball. They get a field goal out of it. It ends up being the deciding factor of the game. The Cowboys going to Cowboy can folk. Moving on. Steph Curry dropped 62 points the other night. Now everybody says he's the best shooting human we have ever seen ever in life. Doesn't matter that the league that we the, the league that we watch now is more predicated on shooting threes than ever before. Doesn't matter that nobody plays defense. He's just the best shooter that we've ever seen ever, hands down. I mean, y'all tell me who y'all's best shooter is. Wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, tell me who your best shooter is. We can have a discussion about it. Matter of fact, tell me who your top three shooters are of all time. Because I got Reggie Miller. I got Rex Chapman. And then I got Steph Curry. I'm not going to cap with you. Not even necessarily in that order. You know what I'm saying? I just want to leave a little intrigue because y'all thought I was going to be disrespectful. Steph is definitely one of the best shooters that we have ever seen in the game of basketball. And it's not close. He may, in fact, be the best. But I'm just saying, if you give me Reggie Miller in an era where we shot threes like we do now, you give me Rex Chapman in an era where we shot threes like we do now, I'm not saying that they would by far blow Steph out of the water, but I'm just saying these were guys that were ahead of their time when we talk about shooting and clutch on top of that. Let's not take out the fact that Reggie was... Now, you're talking about shooting free throws late or something like that, that's different. But when it came down to big moments, Reggie was that guy. Rex was that guy. Robert Ory was that guy. Big shot, Bob. He got five, six championships. Maybe more than that. Because he won one with the Spurs. He won one with the Lakers. He won one with the Rockets. Not just one, but he won multiples. So, but I'm not saying that any of them are greater than Steph Curry. Please hear me out. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, we got to stop being shock jocks, too. And stop, not every single thing that happens like that is something worthy of just being this, oh, he's the best ever. LeBron was another championship or two. Is he better than, than Jordan? No, don't waste my time. And y'all be riding LeBron like he, he the best thing since sliced bread, can folk. My pony. Y'all be riding that boy. But he ain't better than Jordan, folk. 
He may be the most unicorn that we've ever seen, the most physical specimen besides Shaq that we've ever seen. When you talk about skills and talent, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But gosh, come on, fam. It's kind of tough to judge these guys too when you when you have to compare eras. You can't. I mean, the league was so different then, and we discount Jordan's era because we say, "Well, look at these guys he was playing with—a bunch of white guys with short shorts on." It's like, yeah, but the league was still so much more physical. How would Larry Bird do in a more offensive league when he was already putting up numbers? How would Magic do in a running gun offense that kind of kick started what? The new NBA was kind of looking like with Showtime Lakers. You got to look at these things. There's few guys that could play in both eras. That's all. That that's all. And a lot of those guys that will that could play in both eras are on the Golden State Warriors. They are on. Uh, they are the LeBrons and the the ads of the world. You know, it's it's few guys, man. Can we like? Can we just stop? You know what I'm saying? Just being quick to crown guys when it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Stop crowning these guys. You want to crown them? Then crown them. But we are, they were who we thought they were. <laughs> that was old Denny Green. <laughs> Denny Green, when he, uh, when, I think it was when Minnesota lost to the Bears that year. They went to the Super Bowl. Oh, man, that was so funny. But anyway, moving on. That's it for that. That's it for you going to get these sports, man. I, I'm saving a lot of the other stuff for the next couple episodes because there's a lot going on in sports right now. Uh, next episode, we will be getting into playoff football. There's a lot to talk about. And so just some future questions for what do we think is going to happen to some of these guys, the Ben Rod, the, the Ben Roethlisbergers and the Aaron Rodgers. Like, if they don't win or, you know, if they, you know, if they do win, do they ride off into the sunset? Who who's next up for real? Like what should, what's realistically there for the Cowboys? Like there are some things that we need to discuss on these next up, up and coming episodes, but I will save you the semantics of those things and we will move on. You know what I'm talking about? So let's get into the meat. You know what I'm talking about? And so, for those of you who may be listening for the first time, the meat is the well, we the heart of what the podcast is about. It is where we take whatever I talked about at the very beginning and we bring it all together. Typically, I usually didn't even know how I did it. No matter what I talked about in each segment, I always found a way to make it all culminate and come back together. Maybe some would call it a gift, you know? But anyway, the meat. Now, the first thing I want to start with was the definition of misogyny. Remember, it is don't massage my misogyny. Misogyny. I have two definitions. Hatred of, aversion to, or prejudice against women. Hatred of, aversion to, or prejudice against women. The second one. Hatred, dislike, or mistrust of women. Manifested in various forms such as physical intimidation and abuse. One more time. Hatred, dislike, or mistrust of women manifested in various forms such as physical intimidation and abuse. Now, I think this is quite clear what is being said of what misogyny is. It is the the hatred or mistreating of a woman, and it could be for different reasons, right? And the the ways that you can show that uh, hatred or that mistrust 
could be manifested in different ways as well. I actually hate that word. People use manifestation for so much these days. It is quite annoying. But um, it, it is fitting in this conversation. And so before we go any deep into it, any, any more deeper into it, if there's any women that are watching, do you believe that we live in a misogynistic culture? It, 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 because some things can be true, but not to the extent of which you get it on social media, etc. For men, um, do you believe that we live in a misogynistic culture? Or do you think it's flipped? Do you think it's reversed? Sometimes they be hitting you with the banana in the tailpipe and you be thinking that it's one way, but it's actually another. So y'all let me know, you know, in the comments or, you know, wherever you are partaking this information and let me know what y'all think. But my first question is, do we have a poor view of women in society? Now, the first thing that comes to my mind and I, well, first of all, my answer is yes. We do have a poor view of women in society. One of the things that comes to my mind is the whole Me Too movement. If we treated women the way that they were supposed to be treated, by and large, the Me Too movement would not be a thing. Women essentially don't feel safe in the workplace. In, in a lot of instances, they don't feel like they, they feel like there's a pay disparagement or disparity. They are called the sweetheart the honey the baby the love by superiors and and different people when it's a male to female dynamic a lot of the times now i'm not here to bash men and i'm not here to put women on some unapproachable pedestal either but i am just speaking what i have experienced myself there may have been some things that i've even said or done myself that i didn't realize until maybe i started most of the time when I come up with topics, it's based off a of personal experience, something I've seen, something I've experienced, or something that, you know, just as came as a thought in my head. So it came from somewhere. Not to necessarily say that I've been misogynistic in my life, although I may have been. I'm just saying it's it, it was something that was sticking in my head. So do we have a poor view of women in society? I said yes, and it made me think about the Me Too movement. Women in the Me Too movement, some could be false, some could be over-exaggerated, but they speak about certain things happening or being said to them that is general across the board, whether somebody tapping them on the butt, rubbing them on their back, inappropriately asking for hugs, calling them the, 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 the pet names when it's like, no, you're my coworker, you're my boss, you're not my significant other, I'm not your work wife. Don't treat me that way. Have you personally, the person watching, Anthony, have you ever had a poor view of women? Little backstory, I grew up raised by a woman, raised by my grandmother. Uh, I didn't have a father around ever. I may have had certain people that momentarily played a role in my life, but I never had a consistent male figure that, taught me the ropes that showed me how to treat women that showed me how to love or receive love for that matter oftentimes how we receive things as men and women are so vastly different that it could it could cause a grave disconnect for a man and this is being a married man who has had sex my fair share of times you know i'm not acting like i'm some porn star or something like that but typically in what we've understood between the dynamics of men men and women 
a man feels loved when he is it shares the sexual experience with his wife expresses love as gives sex almost as a gratification of feeling love beforehand that's two different messages that could be misconstrued and mess up a relationship very quickly if I am needing this from you because it shows me you love me and I'll have sex with you or I'll share this experience with you because you've showed me you love me already. Two gravely different things that we can get misconstrued. You know what I'm saying? For for most men that I know around me need the sex. They needed they needed the bumpy the grind. You understand? And so when you take that into consideration, man, I think even that's where the rap music comes into play. That's where the R&B comes into play because it can often paint a picture that isn't true of what sexual experiences are like or what it, what like B words ain't nothing but H's and tricks, like stuff like that can totally have me going into high school or middle school for some kids looking at a female as just an object, as something to do, something to, or as my servant, or as my play toy, or whatever it may be. A very, very, very misogynist. Once again, let's look at this definition one more time. The second one, hatred, dislike, mistrust of women manifested in various forms, such as physical intimidation and abuse. Sometimes you're being a certain way towards a woman and you don't even know it. You're being physically aggressive or abrasive towards them. Prime example, Trey Songs and Kiki Palmer. She went on social media and said he was physically, sexually aggressive towards me. Um, I, I hid in a closet and I did all these things. I didn't want to be a part of this, but because who he was and how he came, approached me, put me into a corner that I didn't feel like I could get out of without giving in to what he wanted. There was also other stories about trade that people said that I'm not trying to highlight. Once again, I'm not trying to bash. I'm using examples, real life examples of things that have happened to bring me to this point of maybe the women do have a point. Now, let's lay all things bare. I do just because I it sounds like I'm stating a certain case doesn't mean that this tells the whole story, because then we can get into how. Most women say they want equal rights doesn't mean they want equal responsibility. You could say you want more pay, but it doesn't mean that you're going to want to do the work that I may have to do that requires for you to get that equal pay. And we may be talking exclusively along the lines of manual labor, the time that it takes to put in on certain jobs, etc. Not saying that some women can't handle it or don't want to. I'm saying by and large, what I personally believe may not equal up with what you think I am trying to say. I just believe that I have an ability to be objective as possible when we talk about certain situations. Anybody can get on here and just sound misogynistic while they're even talking about this topic, proving themselves to be right about what they're saying. That's not what I'm trying to do. But I do think that there is more of an imbalance in this area than what we would realize. I think physically, a lot of times women are treated a certain way, but I think also physically, there are certain things that they aren't willing to do over time to be able to get what they consider to be equal pay, equal rights, whatever, whatever. So 
my next question would be, is it biblical? The way that we treat women, the way that we view women, is it biblical? If you look at stories in the Bible of concubines and mistresses and, you know, even Sarah giving Abram uh, Hagar and saying, here, I can't give you a child, fulfill the promise through her. Even though that's what God never, God never said to do that. It was what she signed up for. And then it was perceived by her that Hagar treated her a certain way or looked at her with contempt because ah, you can't have kids and I can. Doesn't it just it 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 doesn't prove right. It it, kind of I'm trying to get this out properly. Pardon me. It lends to the fact that sometimes there could be even a discrepancy in the messaging that you're giving off and what it is that you want. What would be the reason that you would give your husband over to another woman or give your this woman over to your husband to give her something that you can't and you don't feel some type of way about it? And this is a story from long ago, but there are all different types of other stories and situations going on in our society and culture right now that would lend to people making poor decisions and pretty much double talking. Saying you want one thing, but then sh- showing actions that say another. So, is it biblical? This is a, this is a podcast for the believer, right? Primarily the black male Christian who loves God, put his family first, aspires to be great, right? Or the woman who is looking for that type of man, so that you can kind of peek into the eye of what it is that that may, what what most men who are in my demographic how they think or. You know, nobody's going to ever align up exactly perfect with how we all view, like all of our, how we look at things. Some, all of our views can be vastly different, right? But for the whole, I believe that when I make podcasts, I'm speaking to me. So I'm looking for the man who looks at life similarly through a lens, like how I look at it, right? So to answer that question is how we, treat women considered biblical is it is it proper even and i think that your interpretation of that could be very different we're also talking about the same bible that the european man used to enslave black people and we were talking about indentured servitude is what we saw as examples in the bible which means that you treated people humanely which means that they worked their debt off it means that if you did something damaging to them, you could be punished. It could be punishable by death. I mean, if it say you, you, you are to respect me and whatever, whatever, then that's just what it is. Anybody could take a scripture and then twist it and use it for what they want to essentially. So hopefully you are processing scripture the proper way so that you can treat not just women, but other human beings, men, the way that they should be treated properly. But is it biblical? Possibly. Is there a fear of women, black women specifically, in our culture? Now, this is a fire question. Because stats would show you that the black woman in America has risen in a disparaging way over the black male when it comes to education and when it comes to pay. And in many arenas, people would say when it comes to levels of respect overall, 
Now, I understand what has happened with the news with the Brianna's of the world and, you know, other people who have been harmed, you know, killed in prison and in their cars and things of that nature. I'm not talking about that. I'm speaking more so to the opportunities that are given black educated male, black educated female walk into an interview room. Who's going to be more likely to get a job? And we're talking about all things considered here. We're not saying, oh, well, it was a construction job or is it a paper? Who's going to be able to get that job nine times out of ten? What do the stats say? Says that the black male is going to be second on that list. The black female is educated. She is empowered by society. She is confident. She is alone. So she feels she doesn't need a man for anything. I can go to a sperm bank if I need. If I need companionship, I will call you. You don't call me. These are some of the experiences that I have had in my own life. Ain't ain't nobody treated me like no dog. Now, that ain't what I'm saying, but I'm just saying the black woman today is way more empowered by the surroundings than a black man. And I think it would be hard. You'd be hard pressed to argue that. So is there a fear of the woman, the black woman specifically? I would say absolutely. In most arenas, men want women to take charge. Men want women to be the providers. Men want women to be them. It's the society and culture that we live in. If you disagree, please let me know. Comment below. Do do whatever you need to do, but tell tell me I'm wrong and then tell me why I'm wrong. Because in my opinion, there's a lot of black men specifically who cower to women. There's even there's either a a and and please let me say this. There is nothing wrong with dating outside of your race. Nothing at all. If you don't like the it, I would say black women and I'm not bashing you right here, please hear my heart. If you think that there is an unfair opinion of how white women treat black men versus how black women treat black men, just be the unicorn. And show somebody different. Don't blame everybody for your issues. Take care of your kids. Treat the man with respect at all times. Do what you can to contribute to support to uplift. Without bringing it up later in a conversation. In in a healthy relationship. Marriage specifically that I'm talking about here. I should always be focusing on pleasing and satisfying my wife and she should always be focusing on pleasing and satisfying me. This is why Paul said it is better to be alone because if I am alone, I can focus on God's will alone. If I am married, I also now have to split that time of satisfying what God wants me to do with what this spouse desires of me. So if you want to be looked at differently, be be that difference is it's really that simple decide to do something different but don't keep blaming hispanics and white girls for getting white women for, for getting black men because nine times out of ten i can guarantee you that wasn't always the preference and i'm not making an excuse for that either once again there's nothing wrong with it but if you want a black man 
Treat him good. Treat him okay. Treat him like he's something. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> Lastly, I want to spend the last little bit, last bit of minutes on the podcast, in the meet, talking about my personal experience in being married and being divorced. It definitely, for a split second after being married, when I, I got married when I was 19, and then I believe I was 19. Boom, boom, boom. Yes, I got married when I was 19. I got divorced when I was 27. I was married for eight years the first time. It it made me feel very bitter towards black women to a certain degree. And it made me feel like helpless low-key for a certain degree of time. Because I felt like the respect wasn't there. I felt like being that I was a provider, a priest of my home, a protector all of those things, I wasn't given that respect. This is all the past. It is, is I'm talking in retrospect here. I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers. I'm not, I don't think my ex-wife has went this deep into my podcast before. I don't know. But if she is listening or watching, this is no disrespect. This is just my perspective on what I felt and, and what made me view life the way I viewed it as I moved forward at 27, 28 years old, trying to pick up the pieces for myself. But yes, I entertained being with a white woman because I felt like a black woman was hard enough. You know, y'all know how I be ending the podcast. Life is hard enough. Don't just live. Listen, black women were hard enough. Don't just go white, go white. Cause white is right. You understand what I'm talking about? Now, I'm capping here. If you're with a white woman or you're with a Hispanic woman or you're with an Asian woman, whoever you decide to be with, may the Lord keep you, bless you. Don't make the decision based off of how they physically look. Don't uh, make sex the the overarching thing and why you decide to, to latch yourself on to be responsible for another person for the rest of yours or their lives. But you do need to be attracted to them, number one. And pray about it. That's all. I, that's all I'm saying. But you know, in being married at a young age, I thought that it was the right thing to do. Number one, I believe that God is the God of the impossible. He could do anything, but He can only change your heart if you allow Him to. And so I, I, I believe that not having, excuse me, a mother in my life. For a majority of my life, I didn't have the most loving, cuddly, huggy relationship with my grandmother. So I definitely had a poor view of women. I think I actually put women on a pedestal. I revered women. I revered women to a certain degree. Which means that I would have went for a lot more than I should have went for, which means that times when I should have put my foot down, I probably didn't. That means times that I did put my foot down, I probably overdid it by a long shot. And being young with no guidance and no body to look up to, I'd never had seen a successful marriage in my life. I didn't said some, I'd never put my hands on her, but I said some things that probably cut way worse than putting my hands on somebody. And music probably didn't make it any better when you're all into the lovey-dovey music and the view of how they portray women. When you looking back, you like, well, you ain't acting like that. 
when you act like this, then I'll treat you like that. Definitely a mistrust was birthed in me that made me look at, oh, five, six, seven, eight women, however many I dealt with before I actually sat my butt down somewhere. And I got married, sat my butt down somewhere for a little bit. It made me look at them and say, if you do one thing, or you do anything that reminds me of my ex, you're gone. I literally went into every situation saying, if you do one thing, you're done. I've dealt with enough disrespect. I've dealt with enough hurt. I've dealt with enough pain that if you act a certain way towards me, I'm done with you. Right, wrong, indifferent. It's what happened, right? And the only thing that I knew is that moving forward, a woman can't just be something pretty to look at because I had that. She can't just be something that's sexually explosive because I had that. It can't just be somebody that works or whatever because I, in some capacity I had that as well. And I'm not talking about when I was married. I'm just talking about overall. I've had the sex. I've had the good looks. I've had the the work ethic. I've had the one that was cool but I didn't really want to be with her. At the end of the day, I knew that I needed somebody who was a team player that loved me crazy and was my best friend. So the sex didn't mean anything. And I wasn't supposed to be having sex no way because I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. And we're supposed to be holding ourselves for that person that we're going to spend our life with. Right? And I'm not here to bash anybody who who done been doing whatever. Like, I encourage you to not. But I'm just saying. And it wasn't like I was just hopping around because that was never my M.O., but I did make bad decisions overall. I definitely, definitely believe that this is a man's world, but it would be nothing without a woman. Shout out to James Brown. Uh, misogyny is definitely a thing in our culture. And I believe that at the end of the day, we have to do everything that we can to treat each other, right? To love one another, to respect one another, And it doesn't matter your gender. You need to love and respect everybody equally. So do that and you'll be fine. Now, let's move on to the question of the day. Now, this is always a a question posed to the crowd. You know, if Randy was here, I would pose it to him. If I had a guest, I would pose it to them. Can men and women really be platonic? Can we be platonic friends, meaning no sex, no kissing, no funny hugging, no late night calls, no showing up every now and then? Can we be platonic friends that really just hang out and have a good time? Now, obviously, I'm posing this question to you, but I will have my thoughts as well. I say it depends. I've had female friends that I wasn't attracted to, but they end up being attracted to me or they were the whole time. I've had female friends that I was attracted to and they weren't attracted to me. I've had girls that I thought was going to be something more with them. And then we end up just being friends. It's it's it just happens. It's a part of the game, the game. It's a part of it. So. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Can you know, do you believe that men and women can have really real platonic relationships? Do you have examples of friends that you've been platonic with that it couldn't go there because you just don't feel it. You don't see it. It ain't it ain't there, buddy. Don't ever try to touch me because I punch in your nose. Like, let me know. And then I'll, you know, I'll share the findings. You know what I'm talking about? And whatnot. 
But with that being said, let's get into that momentous moment. Close this thing on out. You know what I'm talking about? So, short and sweet, man. Let's get to it and let's get out of here. The momentous moment, this is what I have for you. Death is inevitable. All of us are going to meet our untimely or timely demise, depending on how you view it. If God orchestrates all things, my little old death ain't nothing that caught him by surprise. It was right on time when he wanted it to. But for those of you who may see it as untimely, let 2021 be the year you work on bettering yourself and your name. Before you die, let your name hold weight. Let it be something that people look forward to hearing. Your name. The weight that it carries. Because at the end of the day, it's coming. Whether you want it to or not. Whether it's when he cracked the sky or when something horrible happens or you peacefully stop breathing. However you want to look at it. I'm sorry, I ain't trying to be morbid here, but I'm just saying... Let it be fuel for you to do things that help cultivate that people love you and they cared and that you meant something to this world that you were in and not just trying to be somebody who siphons the life out of people. Because at the end of the day, it does matter. Let this be the year that you really Act upon those goals That you really help Make yourself better Because if you don't Chances are Ain't nothing gonna come of it Listen man I love y'all From the bottom of my quarter zone I love y'all man I pray that the Lord Would keep you truly Y'all know how I end Every podcast Life is hard enough So don't just live Live elevated Until next week May the Lord keep you I'll see you at the conference